Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And welcome to the first official episode of Notorious by Chance for the year 2023. Uh, we've been doing our live stuff for the YouTube channel. And you, know, you can watch that every week. We'll be, we'll be live talking basically whatever we want to talk about. Uh, but we are do, still doing our reviews and this uh, audio format only. And uh, like, every, like, well, almost every year. Because we did, we did it for 19. We did it for 21. We didn't do it for 20 because that was... Uh, we, don't, we don't talk about that year. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we uh, we are starting with our top twenty best performances of the year twenty twenty two. Let's just it gets right out like right out the bat. Twenty twenty two, pretty banger of a year for movies. Yeah, for sure. And um, you'll appreciate the fact this year I didn't do sharing. Everybody has their really own no sharing, spot. no sharing. This is, this is yeah, twenty. If you go back and look at our, and look at our previous episodes for the, for like this particular series, Russell's list is always like twenty performances from like six or seven different movies. And that's what I, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to impress chance here and I'm going to, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go all, 20. So I'm already impressed, but yes, so uh, we got we to keep in mind. We, we both did see a lot of movies, but we didn't see everything. So if something's on the list, chance are we didn't, we didn't see it. But yeah. Like living, we haven't seen it. Women talking. Yeah. We haven't seen it. Hustle. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it. Maybe you, maybe I, you I, I haven't seen it. I have not uh, watched the Fablemans yet. I started it. I haven't finished it though. Yeah. Point is, um, point is, yeah. This is the, this is the best of what we've seen. Maybe we'll see some down the line. We're just like, fuck, we should have been on our list. But as right as of right now, these are our lists. So Russell, we're gonna start with you. Let's go to your number twenty. Number twenty. Uh, it's gonna be a little bit of a surprise for you. I'm gonna go with Ethan Hawke, Black Phone. Um, oh, I haven't seen it. I so want to watch it because he's awesome in this movie. He's just fantastic in this film. It's a really different side of Ethan Hawke that you aren't really used to because you're used to him playing like, you know, just just not not this character, not this like sadistic character that's like, you know, twisted and just really just a, a scary character. So uh, I really liked it. Um, and I think I put it in a good spot to kick off the uh, top 20 at 20. So I got him at uh, 20. Yeah, I, lo- I love Ethan. You know me. I love Ethan Hawke. Oh, great actor. Um, I feel like you know, he would. So. I feel like he has been standing a good chance of being on this list had I seen the movie. I just, I just missed Black Phone and, have, and I haven't seen it since. But yeah, I, I, I don't have the pick. Uh, so going to my number twenty. Uh, my number twenty is Janelle Monae for Glass Onion: A Knives Out Mystery. You know, I know Ryan John hate that title. And I know you haven't seen it. If I'm not mistaken. I have. I have not seen it. So, so I can't. Um, talk, I can't talk too much about this performance without going into spoilers. But basically. So in Glass Onion, it's about a bunch of friends getting back together. Uh, She's the one outlier. She's the one she had a a falling out with a lot of these people. You find out why. But then at a certain point, her performance completely changes. And there's you see this like whole new side to Nemonet, and she straight up like just snakes the movie out from like all and like this cast is amazing. This cast is fantastic. But she is the absolute standout of all of them. And again, That's good. Yeah, you can't mention why, but like Janelle Monet, I'm just continually impressed by her talent as an actor. I've always liked her as a musician, but oh, she's a really fantastic. good actress. Fantastic musician, uh, really great actress. Um, even though uh, we laughed, did you saw that one where she was? Uh, what the hell was that? Oh, called? Antebellum. Antebellum. I told you saw Fuck, that, didn't you? Fucking A plus ending, bro. We need to we need to pair that with uh, the village. We need to do something. Yeah, yeah, we need to do something. That is an absolute, yeah. But she's fantastic in anything she does. She really yeah, she, is. She's a, she's a really good actor. I like her. I like Jill Monet a lot. Yeah, I do too. And our 20s, uh, we both, uh, each other didn't see uh, one, one another. So, so go to your 19. 
All right, 19, I'm going to go Jim Parsons. Spoiler alert. You know what? Because I was, I was going to say we're going to say hold up in case, uh, you know, in case one of us uh, has something higher. But, you know, we'll talk about it now because Jim Parsons, I am an 18. Okay, so that's that's a good spot. I can tell that we do the show together, I, I guess. I didn't I didn't know you saw Spoiler Alert. I did. I, yeah, I, I'm, I really enjoyed this uh, serious, real serious romance. Um, I, I just happened to watch it. When did it's, I, I, it's such it's such a grounded, such a such, like such a grounded, such a tragic, such a tragic role. Such, that's such a human role too. And it is something that again, Jim Parsons. I feel like he's got, he's kind of got a bad rep just because of Big Bang because people hate Big Bang Theory, but he's a really great actor. Oh, he is. Stuff like this showcases the kind of talent this dude has. Like he's fantastic in this movie. And and fuck the Big Bang haters because Big Bang's pretty fantastic show. So (laughs) some 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 of Big Bang is good. Some of it's not great. I I like the show, but you could say that about I mean any show. Realistically, though, he is a good actor. He Um, is. But this is a nice. Fresh Breath of Air showcases serious side as opposed to just being the Sheldon. You know what I mean? Um, but you believe the uh, romance that he's in? Yeah, he has good chemistry with Ben Aldridge. I love the scenes of him and Sally Field. They're both fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a really raw performance, and I think it's a really uh, fantastic performance. I really think that um, you know deserves the, some love. So that's kind of why I put it in the, in the back a end. Tragically underseen movie too. Like that, this movie made like no money. Again, it's just it's a shame. I I ended up supporting it by buying it on uh, streaming. So I just it just wasn't around here very very long. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. I think it was in the theater maybe for like a couple weeks. Yeah, because like the when I like when I see it when I saw it there was like one showing on a day and there's like yeah. hardly anybody in there. So I'm just like, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Spoiler, please go check it out. It's a fantastic movie and he he's great in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so my number my number nineteen is Taylor Russell in Bones and All. Okay, yeah, I don't have it, but she is. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so, so she's a girl who is suffering from a, a little case of cannibalism. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, she's she's struggling because you know she's on she's on her own. Her mom passed away. Her dad abandoned her. So she's trying to try to like, find her way. And no, I'm sorry, her, I'm sorry. Her mom didn't pass away. Her mom is missing. She's trying to find her in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a really like. It's it's a really challenging role for a young actress because you know she has to, you know, give that feeling that you know she's longing for something that she can never have. But then she meets these other people who are like her, trying to find her community, find her people, find her peace, find her happiness, which is something she's been deprived of since she was a kid. And yeah. it's it's the whole it's all like inner struggle of like it's the whole inner struggle of trying to be who society wants you to be or who you really are. And she just she she really delivers. I quite like Taylor. I, I like Taylor Russell a lot as an actress. She was really good in uh, Waves a few years back. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's good in this, too. I, I'm excited to see what she does next, because I think she's I think she's really great. And I, yeah, yeah. I think she was really... I, I, again, I know people talk about Ryan Lance. He's really good in this movie, too, but I think yeah. Taylor Russell is easily the best, the best part of Bones and all. For sure. And the challenging part you said about it is is the fact that it isn't paced like a cannibalism zombie-esque movie. That's no, the, it's, that's not, it's more paced like a young adult, like coming of age romance type movie. That just it's have, a very, it has to be about two cannibals. It's a very slow paced film, but I mean, that's that, that's the other reason why like a lot of people I don't think saw it or if they saw it, they didn't like it because of the fact that it kind of changed it, changed the game a little bit yeah. with, with that whole entire, uh, you know, cannibalism uh, topic. But yeah, no, she's fantastic uh, in the film, though. I did see that one. All right, so moving into my number eighteen, I have Zoe Kazan for "She Said." Oh, um, you see, because we'll, we'll do honorable. We'll do honorable mentions later. Because okay. uh, 
for my because like I saw she said my okay. performance from that movie was uh Carrie Mulligan. I thought Carrie Mulligan okay. was fantastic. And, and when I was doing the list, I was thinking, okay, well, Carrie Mulligan's a, a name, a name brand actress. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I think Zoe Kazan pulls her weight just as much. So I kind of I, I kind of gave her the edge on it. Um, I just like this investigative journalist uh film. Um, again, another slow, uh, a slow burn film. Um, you kind of know where you're going with it, but it's it's getting there. You know, it's getting to the destination. But you see all the intricate parts and pieces that these two journalists have to do in order to try to bring down, you know, Harvey Weinstein. It's just it's a really, really, really great film. Um, it, it's it's made with a lot of you know. I can only imagine how long it took to craft this. You know, what I mean, I just it's just so yeah. tedious. Um, and I just love the performances. I really think it's a really, you know, it's a great topic. Kind of what we had talked about before. You you said that this would be something we could maybe revisit maybe 10, 15 years down the road. Oh, I I, I think like this kind of movie would have been better off waiting. Yeah, no, I get it. For yeah. this, all this for the dust to, re to really settle. Yeah. But I, mean, I still think it's powerful enough uh, as, you know, just a couple of years removed from the whole, you know, um, Me Too movement. So I think, like I said, Zoe Kazan, Really great performance in the film. So uh, I've had our number eighteen. Okay. Uh, so going to can we already did my team? I didn't. My team was Jim Parsons. Spoiler alert. So uh, going to your number seventeen. Number seventeen. I got Leslie Manville for uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I haven't seen this one. It's a fantastic film, man. I, I really right. just I just like her performance in it. Um, she's just very. She's a sweetheart in it. You kind of root for the character. Um, She's basically a character who goes to Paris and wants to, you know, try to afford a dress, I believe. Um, I don't know. Just a very, just a real touching film, something different that you're not really used to seeing. Um, and it's one of those ones that just went under the radar. Um, I am glad to see that it did get um, costume design, I think. Costume, yeah. Which is nice. Um, but it is a really great film. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, she delivers a great performance in the film. I've heard such great things about Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I do want to watch it. I just haven't had a yeah. chance to do it yet. Uh, my number 17 is Alexander Skarsgård in The Northman. I got him at 13, so we can talk about it. No, we, 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 we can hold off. That, 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 that's that's a big gap. So we'll, okay. we, we'll, we'll hold off. Okay. So going to your number 16. Number 16, newcomer. Uh, I'm going to go Daisy Edgar Jones for the Where the Crawdads Sing. That's another um, one I haven't seen. Really? She's that good? She's really good in the film, honestly. And it's from like not knowing much about the actress and the role that we're taking on where, you know, um, her mom has left, um, her father's an alcoholic, pretty much leaves her, you know, ends up leaving her to pretty much fend for herself. And it just, it's just a story of her, you know, growing up and then finding love and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just a really, really great film. And I just think that, uh, you know, it's very uh, underrated. And I just think that she is just like a new coming actress. I, I, I don't know. I think this is like a breakout role for her. I think she's really good in the material that she was given. Um, and it's just one of those ones that kind of stick with you when you see it. You kind of, you just, you got to see it. The, it's also, it also, it also reminds me that I think it looks like Taylor Swift, Swifties will be boycotting the Oscars because Taylor Swift did not get nominated for this movie. And that's a really good song too. Uh, Is it? Uh, uh, you, uh, I, I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> I, I, Carolina, I dig it. Um, yeah. So I got uh, Daisy Edgar Jones at 16. Uh, okay. So my number 16 is uh, Subboy. Favorite of the show, TC Legend. Tom I knew you were going to. That's why. That's why I didn't Top put him on. I, just, I knew you would. Maverick. <laughs> and yes, yes, I am saying this because you know what? I know like people saying like, "Oh, just blockbuster fair. He's not doing. He's, he doesn't do anything." You try acting and flying a jet 
at the same time. There you have it. But this is this feels like a very contemplative role for Tom Cruise, and it's, it's the kind of role I kind of hope we see more from or of from him because it's looking it's him looking back at it's kind of kind of like mirroring the character. It's him looking back at the legacy he's crafted for himself and like looking back like was it all worth it? Yeah. Well, also again doing what he does and putting in so much work, so much like I, I think he may have put him put up put in more work than any actor for a role this year. And I don't think it's remotely close. Uh, no. the, the dude is again, but like he, he's still he's still charismatic. He's still charming. He still brings that same energy, but also at a more mature level. Like it's, it's an evolution of a performance, and I really dug that about about Tom Cruise in this movie. Yeah. Uh, am I a Tom Cruise fan? Absolutely, but I do think he is great in Taco Maverick, and he deserves to be celebrated. Damn it! And I figured that's why I didn't put him in because I knew you would. Um, I, I have no no complaints about it. So yeah. All right, so going to your number 15. 15, you are going to appreciate, I got Jalen Hall, or Jalen Hill, or Jalen Hall for Till. Um, really? He plays Till, Emmett Till, yeah. Again, um, I, I figured that one, you're bringing his name, like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, really? Jalen Hall? Yeah, I just think he was, a, I mean, just speaking from, like, somebody who's a really young actor, do you know? Yeah. Um, just to kind of showcase such a horrific you know, uh, ending of a life, but, uh, just having that innocence throughout the whole film. Well, uh, yeah, well, I, I, I think what works like he's innocent, but he's not like too cutesy. Like he feels like a real, yeah. but it's natural though. That's the, exactly. yeah. and that's the key to it. Um, I just, I just really was taken by his, uh, way that he just, he looked like a seasoned vet on the screen like that. And, he did. um, he was very good. You know, I just thought it was a really terrific performance, and um, I just wanted to show some love to some of the actors and actresses that we really don't hear much of, or you know what I mean, especially for the award season. But yeah, I I really liked his uh, performance until it's a really fantastic film, Um, you know, very important film. But yeah, so I have him at number fifteen. All right, so my number fifteen is one you might have higher on your list: Margot Robbie in Babylon. I don't even have her on our wall. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Margot Robbie in this film, she plays a woman who's trying to be an up, uh, trying to be a, a film star in the silent era of Hollywood. Um, again, this is this is a performance that we've seen, this performance the character we've seen countless oh, yeah. times before. Sing the Rain, Sunset Boulevard. I mean, kind of with Amazon La La but she does manage oh. to you know make it her own. She has a very unique sensibility to her. It's kind of. Imagine singing in the rain if it took place from the point of view of I am trying to find I feel bad because I cannot remember his actress's name. She's like the one actress from this movie that I cannot remember her name. <laughs> or the one actress that I can't remember her name. Gene Hagen. Yeah, imagine singing in the rain if it took, if it took place from the from the point of view of Gene Hagen. Okay. Uh she she's kind of like that where you see we see her struggle with the we see her struggle with the price of fame. Yeah. And you see her and you see her, you know how much she changes throughout the movie. Like she has, she has a really great arc, a really tragic arc at the same time too, where yeah. it's like, it's kind of like a whole thing again, not, it's not saying anything new, but still like sad, like just how Hollywood's kind of takes these actresses. And like once they're done, they're thrown out like they're nothing. And it is, yeah. just, it, 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 it is tragic, but there is a sort of like life and a sort of spark to it that Margaret Robbie really brings to this role. And again, this is a very well acted movie. I really liked her. I liked oh her. yeah. I like Diego Calva a lot, but I think Almost she, like a, I think she's definitely the the, the best part. Almost like, almost like a Sunset Boulevard arc at the end there, kind of with her. No, literally, like, yeah, exactly. You mean Hollywood throwing you away after they're done with you? Um, 
Yeah, which is, really- which is which is the problem of that movie. It's just like it's just tackling subject matter that was done better in other films. But you know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Margot Robbie. She look, I don't love Babylon, but I loved her in it. I thought she was fantastic. I liked the movie. I, I liked the movie enough. Um, I think she was fantastic in it too. Yeah, I just like I said, I just put some some new uh, new blood in here just because. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just just nice to showcase some other names. But I, I say that, and then I have number fourteen, so I really can't say that. So fourteen. Uh, <laughs> Ralph finds the menu. Okay, we're gonna, very... we're gonna hold off on that because I'm a little higher than you. Okay, sounds good. And then uh, I had my it. number fifteen. My number fourteen is one for a movie I know you haven't seen, and it's for uh, it's Ram Charan in Triple R. No, it's all you. Yeah. So uh, in this film, Ram Charan plays this guy who. Uh, so in the movie, it's about these two guys who are basically kind of have opposing goals. But they don't know that, and they they become best friends, and, and they don't and they don't know it. Uh, Ram Charan is is a guy. He's an Indian man who is taken in by the British Army, becomes an officer for them, and he's like, we first meet him. He's like this like evil, sadistic, nothing is going to stop me type of soldier. But as the film progresses, you get more into his character, and he becomes like deeply more interesting as the film goes on and deeply more human as the film goes on it's also a very demanding role not just with the again the acting but you also have you know the stunts the dancing i don't think he did his own singing but <laughs> uh, the point is this is a very heavy heavy performance you had to have a lot of energy you have to have a lot of charisma ram charan has all of that. He's again uh, the other guy, uh, Jr. Is it like Junior something or Jr. something? Uh, he's great, but I think Ram Charan has a, a much more interesting character to play with, and he does it really well because, like, you're a lot of times you're just like you're very conflicted with him because, like, you don't know because, like, you know, like he doesn't have his best friends, best intentions at heart, but you can't help but root for the guy. And then, like, again, your, your emotions with him get much more complicated as the film progresses. So, again, if you haven't seen Triple R. Uh, please go check it out, Russell. You especially, you you, should, you need to watch this, man. Trust me, you are going to adore it. It's Netflix, right? It's on Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, so fourteen, I had uh, fines, and then I had thirteen, I had Skarsgård. Okay, so we'll talk about Skarsgård now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Skarsgård in this movie, like intensity was the name of the game. Good oh, yeah. lord. Uh, the dude, he's jacked within his inch of his life. The dude who's just driven by nothing but rage, nothing but anger. But also, he has this sort of, he has this like great ethos to him. Yeah. To where like you you do buy into his quest, like you want to see him succeed. But even though you know it might kill him in the end, and that's just the you know that's just the mile that he's ready to go to to you know accomplish you know. Uh, you know, his uh, just desserts, I guess, his uh, revenge, you know? Yeah, but he's another one of those characters where, like, again, the movie, as the movie goes on, like, you struggle to think, like, whether or not you should be rooting for this guy. Yeah, because you, yeah, because you kind of rationalize with, you know. But you want to, yeah. But you want to talk about just, like, own, like, just owning every second of screen time you get. Like, every single on is, like, always growling, snarling. Or just generally kicking kicking some major ass. Like the dude is the, the dude commits hard to this role. As yeah. you should have. Like you you look at the dude, he screams Viking. But he also uh, but yeah, it's 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 the intensity, but also it's the fact that he has a cause you can get behind that get really cements performance as being great for me at least. Yeah, it would be like uh Maximus on anabolic steroids. Basically, yeah. 
I mean, basically, and and set in Viking time, obviously, but still basically almost the same type of uh, storyline, kind of a little bit, but um, really great. Plus the way he commits commits that that Nordic feel and that Nordic, you know, attitude. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I like it. I think it's a very under... Uh, it's really a shame that it didn't get a lot of love for the Oscars. Uh, it's I, I think it just came out too early. I, I think it just came out too early and just like didn't do much. Yeah, I mean, but there's there's a couple movies in that ten. I'm glad we utilized ten, but we, I mean, we could have taken Avatar out. I don't think that that was yeah, that'd be please pull, pull up a god take Avatar out. You know what I mean? So there's 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 some in there that I don't think should have been in there. But hey, to talk for another time. So yeah, well, it's it's talk for our for our show uh, Thursday or. As Tomorrow. Dropping this. Yes, no, yeah. Well, yesterday as of dropping this because it's, it's coming out on Friday. Yep. Uh, my number 13 is John Boyega and Breaking. That's you. I did not see that. I, I have it. I haven't checked it out yet, though. Yeah, so in this film, uh, John Boyega plays a guy who is... He's, he's he's a vet, and he's put in a situation where he has to rob, has to rob a bank because his benefits are not going through. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's a great job of like, portraying that kind of desperation but also just the feel just like being able to portray the fact that like, he's not a bad guy. Like he's not doing this because he's evil. He's not doing this just for the money. He's doing this because he feels like he has no other choice. And you yeah. feel, and you feel that in every, you feel that in every single line he has, like he, this is a dude who commands, he commands a lot of presence on the, on the screen in, the, in this movie. Uh, I love his back and forth with some with the light, great Michael K. Williams when they have when they their phone conversations, but in he, he has a great job portraying this guy who, again, he feels like he has no other options, but like, and like, he's not doing something, he's not doing something, he's not doing a good thing, but you kind of want him to, you kind of want to pull this off just because you do see that back up against the wall. You see that in his eyes, you feel it in his breath. Like this, he has a great physicality to him as well. Like, Boyega in this film, like, just transforms from what we know, from what you've seen of him in the past. Like, and I've never seen him quite like this in a movie before. Uh, I think he's, I think one of, he's one of those guys, like he's super underrated as an actor. And I do want to see him get more roles like this because like the dude, he, he, he's fantastic. And I want, to, I want to see him continue working. All right. So uh, my number 12 is a movie that John Boyega is in. Um, I have Viola Davis for The Woman King. Uh, I had that higher. So we're going to hold off on that one. Okay, that's fine. I was just like, "What? Like, what the? What, what the fuck else was he in?" Like, oh yeah, I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> and uh, okay, so I still okay. have. No, actually, it's my it's my twelve now. Okay, go ahead. My number twelve is Jonathan Majors in Devotion. That that's you. Yeah, so Jonathan Majors plays. Uh, I feel bad. I cannot. Remember, I cannot remember his name. This is not good. Uh, it's uh, Nate. Nate. This... I'm trying to. I'm trying to look this up. I do know the film's on Paramount Plus. I do need to check it this is. one out. It is. It is a Paramount Plus now because also. Yeah. Oh, why did I say Nate? Jesse Brown. Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he plays Jesse Brown, who was the very first black naval aviator. Uh, and he just does a great job of portraying a guy who is solely fueled by the, the idea that people are telling people tell him that he can't do something. He, he's like, I'm going to show you that I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are scenes he has like where he's looking at a mirror, he's talking to himself, and like it's genuinely some of the best pieces of acting I've seen this year, and some of the best I've seen him in his career. Like I've been, I again, I've been on the Jonathan Majors train since day one. Like I was there for his debut film, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I've been carrying the car, I've been carrying the flag for this dude, 
for, yeah. th- for four years. And yeah. I'm just like, bro, this guy has got the goods. He sh- once again showcases in this movie that he that he has the goods. I was back and forth with uh, Glenn, I'm saying Glenn Campbell, Glenn Powell. The stuff with his wife is fantastic. Uh, he, he brings a lot of, again, he, he has a lot of professionalism. He has that great, you know, pilot attitude, but also like he has like a great sense of, you know, he's, he's the family man. He's the father. He's the guy you, you want to see they got because, you know, he has a reason to make it to make it home. And yeah, like Jonathan Major is fantastic. Again, this movie, I think this might have been the biggest bomb of the year. I'm not mistaken, because yeah. like, it did like really badly. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's on Paramount Plus. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out. Fantastic. Definitely wanted to see this one. Um, wanted to see it in theater, and I missed it again. It was one of those films that just held for a couple of weeks, and then just was it was in and out real fast. Um, number eleven that would take me to eleven. Uh, yes, which you're going to probably have higher. Uh, K K Hoi uh, Kwan for 11. everything. Everywhere. Wow. I yeah, I definitely, yeah. I definitely have them higher. So we'll hold on that one. All right. All right, so my eleven is one that you had a little lower, and it's one he was one that was so close to making my list, uh, and my, my top ten I should say so close. Uh, Ray finds okay. in menu. Yeah, just I mean, what can we say? I mean, this it's a guy. Like, he's just someone who's so obsessive with his craft that he's willing to put it all online and teach, to teach a lesson to people, and but like, not because like, I'm so obsessed with his craft that he kind of hates it now. And he's and he's now face to face with people that who made him hate his craft. It's like uh, if if Jigsaw was a culinary chef. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a darkly funny performance. Like like I don't know if I laughed harder at any line in the movie because like he has to say the line with a straight face. Of course, we make everything with love. Love is the most important ingredient. <laughs> like this is he like and he's able to say the lines like that, so serious, so stern, and it's just. It makes that it makes that that performance that much better. Uh, it's a quote performance. I love his mannerisms, but also like the his like non physical stuff. Like the spoiler alert when he's making the cheeseburger, and you see him getting emotional about it. Yeah, like that. That was fantastic. And again, oh, Anya sure. Taylor Joy was another one who uh, was in, in contention for me. Yeah, I liked she- a lot, but Ray. Like when I think about the menu, the thing I remember most about that movie. It's all Ray Fiennes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why I have him on the list too. So yeah, no, it's a solid choice. Like I said, it's you kind of just took all of it. Yeah, just a really great performance. Uh, it's almost like it's almost reminds me of like almost like the soup Nazi amped up. Do you know what I mean? Um, just very matter of fact, very yeah. res- respects his craft. Kind of like what I said about like Jigsaw, if he was a culinary chef, pretty much teaching somebody through his art of cooking um, lessons, life lessons. And um, yeah. I don't know, just so it's like he cooks with such spite. I love it. I, I don't know. Just a really great film and super underrated um, and lack of love for that one, too. Yeah, I don't think it did well. I don't I don't think it did well in theaters, but I think it's getting a, getting an audience on HBO Max. And yeah. funny enough, quick tangent, funny enough, the, the restaurant this movie is based on actually closed recently. Oh, wow. Uh, what what timing, right? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so going on to this. is All right, so we're halfway through. We are now into the top 10. So, Russell, what is your number 10? Number 10, um, Danielle uh, Deadweiler for Till. Okay, we'll um, talk about her now because I, I have her at nine. Okay. I mean, just a what a performance, you know what I mean? 
Uh, the fact that she, we'll talk about, we'll talk about it tomorrow, but the fact that she was not nominated astounds me because I thought she was a lock for sure. I mean, just her raw emotion that she has on, on the screen. Um, you know, the, the fact that, you know, everybody wanted her character to have a close casket and she was like, no, I want the world to see what really, you know, what happened. Like, this is what, this is what they did to, you know, her son. Um, she just does it with such, you know, we're just, I don't know. She's just such, I don't know, charisma and such, you know, uh, just a strong female, you know, performance. Um, she's just really fantastic. And, and I don't understand how she didn't get nominated. Um, it's, it, it's also like a performance that could have easily been like such a, you know, such an acting performance, but like an over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there, there are times where she feels like she's one step away from being in a Wayne Brothers parody of Mystic Guru, but she never quite takes that extra step. No, but you buy that like she lost her son uh, you horrifically. You know what I mean? And and like, she it, is it, it, her her performance. We said this a couple times in the show, but she her performance feels very human. Yeah, it, yeah, and it, it does. feels very, very like emotionally authentic. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not the over the top. Uh, you know, even though I, I still like Sean Penn's Mystic River performance, but still, he's great. Um, but it is, it's, it's problem, fantastic. Problem, but, the problem is that, that performance has been memed to death. I know, but I mean, fa- fantastic. Um, just you know her losing her son and um you know basically you know just her trying to use that as a pedestal for change you know what i mean um yeah. it's just a, it's a powerful very powerful you walk out of there very humbled um it's just a very powerful performance and like you know like we said you know i just think it just went under the radar unfortunately yeah it, it, it did i'm i'm sad and she didn't get a nomination but she but she is fantastic i, I loved her in that movie yeah I, I was, I was just coming just the fact that she has to like come to grips with something something horrific happening to her son and the way she portrayed that with such authenticity which is it's just a, a, incredible work from daniel Deadweiler. I, oh I, absolutely hats off to her absolutely um, my number 10 is from a movie that you you said you hadn't haven't finished it yet but it's uh, michelle williams <laughs> in the Vailman's. I knew, like, I knew that was coming. All these ones were coming up. I'm like, oh man, I got to sit this one out. Ah. Yeah. So uh, the Feldman's is, uh, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the semi-autobiographical story of Steven Spielberg's life growing up, and she plays Spielberg's mother. And then, first of all, this this is a fantastic ensemble, top to bottom. Uh, again, the, the main guy, Gabriel LaBelle, Gabriel LaBelle, he's great. Paul Dano's fantastic. Judd Hirsch. Funny that he he got nominated. He's he literally Russell. He's literally only in one scene of the movie. That's that's, that's all. That's all he's in. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, but I think Michelle Williams stands head and shoulders above the rest, just because she she feels kind of like how, about, how do I explain this? I it looks so in this movie the main the main guy Sammy Fableman he's kind of torn between doing what was practical and following following what he wants to do. And Michelle Williams as his mother is kind of like his guiding light to follow, follow, basically follow his dreams, follow what he wants to do, follow his passions, follow a thing that is literally saving your life right now. Uh, it's not, she's not the most, she's, she's surprisingly unlikable in certain scenes because of the whole subplot with her and one of the dad's friends she, she, may, she, she may be having an affair with. Okay. Um, but she also... You, she also, you also don't, but again, she, because she could have been seen as like this totally unlikable character, but she does portray it with a certain level of, sort of level of empathy. Where like you do understand kind of how her mind works. You understand like she's kind of at a different plane of existence and okay. she sees the world and sees people in a different way. 
it's a sort of otherworldly type performance from Michelle Williams that and I think that's kind of what puts her above, above the rest. I, I think, you know, I think the entire cast is great. But Michelle Williams, I think, is easily the standout. I think if she was in supporting, she'd run away, run away with that Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, being stuck in lean, that's going to be a problem now. Uh, but I do think that she is she's very good, uh, great even in the films. I, I liked her a lot. And you should finish the movie. Uh, I, I, I want to. That was my fault for starting it at uh, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, not a good time. Uh, yeah, not a good time. Uh, number nine may surprise you, I guess, because I wasn't like totally a huge fan of the movie. I was, but the performance, I'm going to go Mia Goth and Pearl. I had a little higher, so we'll, we'll hold off on that. All right. Um, so my okay. number, we already went my number nine, so because my name was Daniel Deadweiler. So uh, go with you, number eight. Number eight, Tilda Swinton. Three thousand years of longing. Something, really, some something different. Yeah, um, wow. I just think she, she's really fantastic in this film, and I think this movie. Another one that was kind of like, did this movie even come out this year? Um, she's really fantastic. You know, she's a scholar uh, who uh, what comes finds a genie and, and is granted three wishes. I don't know. I, I like it's, it's it's simplistic enough, but yet it's so uh, you know George Miller just really makes this movie such beautiful visuals um, that you know I just I, it's really amazing that nobody really talked about this and it really didn't get nominated for anything, which is crazy because yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful like on the screen. Oh yeah, so no, like, I, I I quite I really liked Three Thousand Years Long a lot. But the performance I gravitated to more was was Elba because like I was very close to putting Idris Elba on my list. Okay. Uh, because I, I really like the whole sense of like he's this guy who's like had this like you feel like he had like a kind of like long full life yeah and now he's you know just trying to find his purpose again but also like he's seen how things with him go badly and he's not really ready for that again but again Tilda Swinton that's another, that's another great pick she's also yeah great. I just felt bad because I think she's like the lonely one you know what I mean she's just kind of like exists and you know what I mean I think this kind of gives her a different spark of life like of life um so i i, I kind of i don't know I, I that's why i was kind of rooting you kind of root for her character um so i, I put her in there and she swims fantastic in anything she does another uh you know you might as well say another friend of the show because we always talk about her there's certain people you know actors and actresses we always bring up on a regular basis but she's fantastic in anything she does so uh yeah i got still swim at eight uh so uh, my number eight someone else we bring below on the show mr 3.14 himself brendan fraser in the whale that is going to be something we're going to talk about a little bit later on. I, I thought so. So moving on <laughs> to your number seven. My number seven. Um, this is going to shock. This this might floor you because I was just really stunned. Again, a young actor who really just knocks it out. Uh, Banks Repetta for Armageddon Time. I didn't the, see the, this the, one. The, the younger kid. Fucking fantastic. You want to really? like this kid on the screen you think this kid's been acting for years. You know what I mean? He just, he's very, again, this is another, you know, this is another film that kind of deals with racism. Um, and it, he just, just so innocent. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, friendly to everybody. Um, but outsiders, you know what I mean? Kind of like question his, you know, again, kind of society telling you what you should and shouldn't do. You know what I mean? And that's where he has hearts to hearts with his uh, grandfather played by Anthony Hopkins. Um, just a fantastic performance, and this kid's phenomenal in the film. Um, really, out of the young actors that we I put in in my list, I think this was the one that kind of stuck with me after I left the theater. It was one of those ones I was like, "Well, damn, this kid really is." I, I'm kind of curious to see what this kid does. 
Yeah, this is one I again I haven't seen. I, I missed yeah. like Armageddon time came and went in, in my neck of the woods. It's another one, same thing here. So it was one of those ones I had to just rip and jump on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, going to my number seven. My number seven is Colin Farrell on the Banshees of Inisherin. We could talk about that because I have him at six. Okay, that's what we'll talk about right now. Uh, so yeah, Colin Farrell is a guy who I've always had a complicated relationship with Colin Farrell. Like in the two thousand in the two thousand, just like okay, this guy is just like eh. I I rooted for him. I was a fan of the recruits. Um I was a like, fan of yeah, like, like SWAT, he, he's yeah. likable enough, but like I never thought of him as a great actor. But he, he seemed like a turn like turn like this massive corner in the 2010 because like he was just he's been killing it for a very long time. And he tried. I believe this, this is very first Oscar nomination considering like how great he's been. So many things. Oh yeah, you could you could talk about uh, what um, God. That's that's, sh- that's that's super shocking. Yeah, in Bruges or uh, killing killing of a sacred deer. Killing of a sacred deer, like which, which which we did review on on this channel or on on this on this stream. Uh, but yeah, he plays a guy who finds out that his best friend uh, doesn't want to be friends anymore, which sounds Just, like a weird plot point. It does, but, but they make it work here. They no, they do because like it's it's so it's a real like self examination type role where it's just like. He kind of tries to figure out like what's his place, where is he, where is he going, and like he's he's like idealistic and super positive, but also mm-hmm. he's trying to come to grips with the fact that like am I am I really dull? Like yeah, do, do I do I have a place where I'm going? And the the descent he goes on, the slow, very slow descent he goes yeah. on throughout this movie, like he changes so gradually that you you barely even notice until the very end of the movie. Yeah, and the thing I like about it, it, it's it almost reminds me of like um, just like a couple who's been together for a long time and realize the next day they're not in love with each other anymore. Basically, something like that, but then coming to terms with the fact that that person doesn't love you or care about you anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and how fast that happens, and like you have to what like, that does to you inside, and you see it, and and um, yeah, he just he just really delivers a really raw performance, a really really great performance. Um, I still think he's better in a couple other things, but I, I'm glad he got Oscar nominated for this one. No, yeah, absolutely. The, the dude earned the dude earned it. Uh, so yeah, that, that was my number seven. So going to your your number. Oh yeah, that, that was your six, wasn't it? That was my six. Yeah. All right, my number six is the one you had earlier. It's Viola Davis and the Woman King. All right, we can chat about it. Yeah, uh, you want to talk about power? You oh, yeah. want to talk about uh, just presence? Viola Davis might might have the most of that of any performance I've seen this year. Oh, this was such a really this was a really great female ensemble piece. I think it was uh, just a really great. Just the like like you know as the Spice Girls would say, girl power. This was one of those films, yeah. but it was fantastic to watch and acting. She's she's fantastic in this film. Yeah, she's someone who's kind of crafted this whole persona about herself being like the baddest of the bad, but then she comes into contact with something that makes that kind of just like strips that away. And it's the whole, it's the whole thing where like you see like what are you underneath that hardened exterior? Yeah, uh, Viola Davis also commits very well physically, and oh, keep she, on, Viola Davis is in like her sixties. Like yeah, she looks. This could not have been easy. No, she looks phenomenal. The scenes where she's like running, uh, you can yeah. see the definition of her arms. She definitely, definitely she put, took in this role, she put in a lot of work. Definitely took the role seriously, but she's fantastic. I mean, she's a great actress to begin with, but she really, uh, she really does stand out. And there's a reason why she's on both of our lists. Yeah, absolutely. She's 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 fantastic. Again, she's someone else who I think, who I think with potential in the snub in the snub eh, in the snub conversation for oh, yeah. the Oscars this year. But she was she was excellent in the Woman King. 
Absolutely. The movie in itself is fantastic. The movie, yeah, another the one. Movie's, the another movie's one. also excellent, but another, yeah, another head scratcher for sure. Yeah, the fact that it got nothing. I mean, again, we're, we're going to talk more about, about this tomorrow, but the fact that it got nothing. It's just we'll rant tomorrow. Yeah, that'll. Yeah. There's a lot. Or rather, lot yes, or rather, yes. If you want to see our full thoughts, yeah. the two in yesterday's live stream. Yeah. Yes, of course. You can you can hear me rant in the past about this. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> moving on to your number five. This is going to be higher for you, Michelle Yao. Everything, everywhere. Uh, you know, we'll talk about we'll talk about now. She she she's my she's at three for me. Okay, just a performance. I mean, just a fantastic. You know, a twenty four does it again. Yeah, you know? like they know, they know, they know how to get good stuff out how, how to get good stuff out of their actors. And looking at, I'm very curious how many how many performances from my top ten are from a twenty four films. Um, but yeah, she uh, Michelle Yao is an actress who. I feel like you know she had she had like this massive run in like the nineties and two thousands, then she kind of went quiet. But then she but she came back in twenty eighteen with Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, which she's that great just, in that catapulted her back in. Yeah, that brought her back into the limelight. But like this is something like I don't even think Michelle Yao Yao knew she was capable of this. No, I mean it's just such a what a performance. It's just like you you never would have thought that you know the lady you were watching 20, 30 years ago could put this out. You know. Yeah. Uh, just. The way she has to like adapt to so many different styles and so many different themes and so many different types of filmmaking and uh, genre, like genre stuff, like she does it all seamlessly and she's incredible in this film. Yeah, she really is. Definitely uh, can put on multiple hats for different genres. Like I've been, I, again, I've been a fan of Michelle Yeoh for, Yeo for a long time, and this is my this very well might be the best work she's ever done as an actress. Yeah, this is uh, pretty solid. Um... Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, in- incredible. I mean, I mean, we've to portray so many different types of characters and so many different types of roles and so many different types of personas, and she does it all just eff- flawlessly, and she makes it look effortless. Like she's, she's. I cannot say enough good things about Michelle Yao in this movie. Yeah, really fantastic, and definitely like a, um, like a real, like a real movie shot. Like it's almost like a Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse type film only in real time. You know what I mean? Kind of sort of. Yeah. I, I yeah. Mean, yeah. But um, definitely one that sticks with you. There's a reason why everybody talked about it. I kept talking about it all year. All right. Yeah, absolutely. So my number five is Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. Great film. I did see that one. I didn't put him on, but I did see that film. It was really, it's a movie I literally just watched yesterday. <laughs> oh, messy. Damn. And I, I was yeah. so because I, I watched it after it got nominated yeah. i was so and like i, I was so first of all jail is really good but brian tyree henry holy shit and can we say like jennifer lawrence like gives him mixed signals by the way she does <laughs> like let's like homeboy could shut down but like can we talk about like the fact that she was like she was hitting around that you know anyway yeah, a little bit but yeah so she so yeah brian tyree henry plays a guy who is kind of play kind of like carly jennifer lawrence is sort of plagued by some damage that happened to him in his past both physically and mentally. Yeah. And it's kind of about him, how he tries, you know, it's, we sort of see how he deals with it and like the kind of person he's become because of it. Uh, but also the fact that he's never really, he never really recovered from it. No, it's still, I mean, it's completely like, like changed him. Yeah. There is one scene with him in a, with him and Jeff Lawrence in a pool where like he, we just breaks down and it's, it's an absolutely heart wrenching scene to, to watch. Yeah. And it's it's the sort of thing like I, I sort of equate this to sort of Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea, which I just rewatched like last week. Where you where yeah. you you have somebody who is just so 
plagued by something horrendous that he did in the past. Yeah. And he's he's trying to just move on past it, but like just keep because of what he did, he can't. The past won't let him move on. Yeah, it's just like it's 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 got his like hook, hooks inside, you know, on his back. He can't just pull it on back. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, again, Bright Diamond Hammer is a guy I've been a fan of for a very long time, and I am excited that he's finally on the Academy radar because he's an excellent actor. And I hope this is not the last uh, uh, nomination he gets because the, the dude's he's fantastic. Solid performance. Yeah, I, I I could see why you put that on there. Definitely good performance. Yeah. So going to number four. Uh, number four. I don't know if you you have it, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I Colin Farrell was my banshees, my, my banshees entries. Brendan Gleeson, wow. Gleeson carries this one more because of the fact that he has to play that person that fell out of love with you or the, the one person that doesn't like you anymore. And he the extremes that he goes to um, to show you and convey to you that he he wants nothing more to do with you, uh, i.e. cutting your fingers off. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think t- to me, it's he's more of the character that really, really commits to this um, not wanting to be friends anymore. Um, you are dull. I, 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 I'm a different person now and I, I don't, you know, moving on, I don't need you in my life anymore. I just think he really, to me, he is the one that really drives this film because it's his character, I think, that Farrell plays off of. You know what I mean? So to me, I think he has more more work, to, more of the lifting to do in this film. You know? But also, it's like an interesting thing with, with, with Gleason. He's not on my list, but it's interesting with Gleason because, like, he's sort of a guy, you know, he wants to commit himself to music, he wants to commit himself to art. Yeah. Like, just the way he's as an, as an artist, when really he's kind of he's kind of oblivious to like who he really is, where because he's in a way kind of like everybody else. Yeah, he, um, but he kind he, he kind of pretends he wants to be like yeah he's being somebody he's really really not I guess almost. Yeah, I mean, look, this this is a, this is a fantastically acted movie. I really, I, someone yeah. I, I really, I'm not sure if she's on your list or not, but Carrie Condon is also, also fantastic in that movie. No, I didn't put him on just because he's good in it, but he's not like no no no, 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 no not, not Barry not Barry Keoghan, Carrie Condon, the sister. Oh, oh, shit, shit, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I, I went with the uh, the the kid, my bad. No, yeah, his sister's really good in this. Yeah, in Carrie Connors, you Carrie could easily, fantastic, liked her a lot. Easily put her in there too. Yeah, yeah, like this is just fantastic acting, ensemble, and I, I feel like. If I was gonna do a second one, I'd probably go Carrie Condon, but yeah, Gleason, Gleason's great. Like they're all, they're all great. I, I, yeah, I, can't, I can't argue with any of them. Being you're safe. Them. You're kind of safe wherever you go on this one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on to my number four. This is the one that you had earlier on your list. Uh, Mia Goth in Pearl. Jeez. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this is the thing where, like, I again, I didn't like this movie as much as X. I think yeah. it's a better film, but performance wise. Mia Goth is better in Pearl than she was in it. Oh, she has more more to work with. I yeah, think she has, too. She, it's 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 more of a this is more of a character drama than a horror film. As opposed to st- like X is more of a seventies exploitation horror film, whereas this is more of a character a tragic character drama. That's yeah, her story. Yeah, she has to. She she has she's this character who wants above all else she wants to be bigger than the town she comes from. Yeah, she got that. She gets that opportunity, and when she doesn't get that, she just. She, you, you know, you know, like watches movies. She can crack at any second, and yeah, you're just but, waiting for it to happen. Yeah. You're waiting for it to break psychologically. Uh, when it does, my God, is she fantastic? There's one scene where she's just giving this one monologue in a kitchen. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. And, and, and it's, I think it's like five minutes uncut, straight through. Like, wow, like you are, yeah. you're, you're a fantastic actress. Like you're yeah. killing it in this movie. Yeah, and the fact that it went completely unrecognized is uh, completely crazy. But yeah, it is. She, she, I she, agree. She gave two great performances in well, in 
technically three because she played two characters in X. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three, three great performances in the same year and didn't get recognized for any of them. I think, I think that's horseshit. Yeah, how you got to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, either way, Mirgoth, fantastic and Pearl. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. excellent. I agree. Um, was that my number three? Uh, no. Uh, now, you, now write your number three. My number three? Yeah. Is Mr. Elvis Presley himself, Mr. Austin Butler. Really? I love it. I love the film. I really do. I dug it. Um, I think he puts in a better performance, obviously, than Rami Malek and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I feel like um, they're pretty but, on par, honestly. <sighs> no, I just, I feel, I don't know. I just like Austin Butler's acting. I like, um, I don't know. I just, I just something about it. I don't know. I, I, I love, I, first of all, I, I love music pictures. I should probably say that, but um, I just really dug this. I, I, I liked it. Um, he just, he, he personifies Elvis to me on the screen. Um, and you buy it. Um, I just, I love the performance, you know, the music, everything. I mean, I mean uh, he, he loves the performance so much. He has not stopped doing it since, since he yeah. the movie. He literally thinks he is Elvis. So he thinks he is Elvis. Let's let him go with it. But no, I just, I, I really enjoyed the film. And um, yeah, I just think he's, he's really fantastic in it. No, I mean, I mean, he's, he's good in it. I was just a little underwhelmed by the performance. Like I literally, I just, I just felt like I was watching Ray Malik again. I saw the better on Malik than I was in, in maybe rap sake. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know. To me, I think this one's a better one though. I think, I think also like putting him outside from Tom Hanks makes him look better because he's just awful in that movie. Oh, Tom Hanks is so bad in that movie. He is very bad. Like it's, it's not that he's bad. He's just in a, a different movie than everybody else. Yeah. He's in. And like, I don't he... blame Tom Hanks for it. I'm more, I'm more blame the uh, what's his nuts. Roland Emmerich for letting yeah. him to do this. Yeah, it's like uh, Tom Hanks is driving the van with creepy music to lure kids in for candy. I don't know what, what's going on, but that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, we are with my number three. So going to number two, I'm assuming it's Brandon Fraser in the whale. Number two, Kate Blanchett. Oh, sh- damn. Give me some tar. Uh, Kate Blanchett and tar. Um, talking about it all year. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, we, 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 we can go we can go into it now because like my, I, I was I thought we were we for sure had to say number one because Kate Blanchett is my number one. No, I once I saw the whale, dude, I was like fucking done. Done. Yeah. Um, she was fantastic in Tar. Um, just what an intense, intensely driven performance. Uh, just I don't know. There's not enough adjectives to describe her performance. In a sense, it's crazy that she can continually put out work that is so like is constantly recognized as Oscar-worthy performances, you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, no, Kate Blanchett she's is crazy. She's one, of, she's one of my favorite actors working today. Uh, one of my favorite actors, just period. The Her coming into this, this might be one of the best performances of her career, and I'm calling it right now, this will go down as one of the best performances of the entire decade. Yeah, I think, I mean, she, I think she is that good. She, I mean, she's really... Yeah, there's a. Re- I mean, definitely out of the you know females, she's on top there for me. I, I hope she gets it because I think her, I think she stands alone. I well, know. Well, the, the number, yeah. Well, the interesting thing about her, about her is the fact that like you see, it, it maybe makes you see things from, from her perspective. Uh, and, and it's funny, like it's interesting how her how your perception of her deep. Uh, how your perception of her of her changes throughout the film because like you're someone like she like you adore her, then you question her. Then you begrudgingly respect her. Yeah. And the deeper you get into your character, the more your things change. You're intimidated by her. You hate her. You feel sorry for her. It's yeah. So many. She runs the emotional gambit. And Almost like a ra- feeling yeah. it. Almost like a raging bull ending, I think, too. Yeah. Um, just where, you know, you, you were such a, you know what I mean? Just to see where you've, how far you've dropped. 
Um, I just think, um, you know, I don't know. She's just fantastic. And I'm really, yeah. Yeah. If, if she wins her third Oscar, I think it's going to be well-deserved for her because she's, oh, she's absolutely. excellent. And she's the best performance I've seen this year. Oh, she's hands down. Fantastic yeah. performance. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, she was, so she's my number one. I'm going to my number two because we haven't even gotten mine out yet. Yep. Uh, Kei Kwan, everything everywhere all at once. Look, I already said enough good things about Michelle Yao. But the fact that I'm saying the, the same, the very same, very similar things about Kei Hui Kwan is amazing to me. Yeah. This is a guy who has been more or less out of the limelight. Actually, not more or less. He has been out of the limelight. He hasn't had, he hadn't acted in anything in several years before this. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he was able to come back and be this good, it's not only like he never left, it's like he progressively got better. Like he yeah. he managed to squeeze like it feels like he managed to squeeze like 30 years worth of experience into a into like one or two years. Like just, it's, yeah. it is amazing how good he is to me. Yeah, it would be like somebody retiring from a sport, coming back from that sport and winning his championship. And being, no, 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 no not, yeah. not just winning Super Bowl, being even better than he was than when he, when he retired. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, like nothing. You know, that's yeah. yeah. I think yeah. The, like one of, one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie is with a whole "be kind" monologue from him. Mm-hmm. Like just he's a guy who's trying to deal with the fact that his wife might want to leave him and the fact that he's had all these problems, but he's always tried to maintain that positive attitude, always tries to maintain that idea of the, you know, kindness will get you through. It's important to be good. And he's just fucking crushing it. Like it's, it's a performance that like breaks your heart and builds you up at the same time. Again, this is, this, this ensemble is incredible. I cannot say enough good things about it, but it's something about him that just he he's he's the heart of the movie that's what it is he is the literal heart of the movie without him this movie doesn't work mm-hmm. and he is just so so fucking good like i i i, I want to cry at how good he is no i i agree he's fantastic and i mean there's a reason he's on my list i know a little lower but still still fantastic and yeah yeah so uh going to your uh number one let's talk about brendan fraser and the whale just what a heartbreaking performance, man. I said that it was beautifully heartbreaking. That's Those were the adjectives to describe it. Um, just what a performance. Uh, again, another person who was out of the spotlight pretty much for a little bit um, and kind of just got forgotten about by Hollywood, you know? Used to be, uh, you know, big blockbuster from, you know, The Mummy. And then he used, just to, be, used to be an like, analyst or used to be on open movies. And then he just disappeared. Then, then kind of like was used for his looks pretty much with like George of the jungle. And then like, you know, you had your blast from the past and then you were in like pretty much like uh, stupid you, funny. I'll show you, I'll show you, I'll go eat some pie. Yeah. I'll go eat some pie and put some weight on it. You'll never know. Um, but you know, I mean, just like this performance is just, it, it sticks oh, with you. Know, again, like uh, Brendan Fraser is a guy who I've never been like that impressed with as an, from an acting standpoint, like otherwise I thought he was fine. But, like I never thought he was anything I'd home about seeing him in this and just like, Oh, you're actually like, you're great. You're fantastic. This this is just a fucking this is a stellar performance. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite of the year. Obviously, I have it at number one. Um, it just it stuck it stuck with me. It does. It's almost like Kate Blanchett. You know, I'm glad we can do like male female from one and two. Um, it's just one that sticks with you. I, I just I think he's perfect in this film. Um, it's heartbreaking. Um, you know, it, it has shades of the wrestler in it. Yes, um, but I just think that you know just and then then the thing with his daughter like you you wrestle with that is she in, is is she in it for the right reasons is she doing this for the right reasons like you're you're questioning her morality in the, in the yeah. film too constantly back and forth like a tennis match um 
and the ending, I just, it's just a, oh God, it's just so good, man. It's, it's a really great film. And I can't believe this movie did not get nominated for best picture. He's someone who's trying to attempt to atone for like things he did wrong in his past before he runs out of time. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and he knows he's running out of time because he's letting himself, uh, deliberately running out of time, letting himself do it. You know, he, 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 com- he commits physically, he commits wholeheartedly. I can say that with absolute certainty. Uh, and, yeah, it's a it's a very visceral, very emotionally raw performance that I I, I, I know I had him at eight. I, I did really dig Brendan Fraser in the whale. Yeah. Uh, I just had some things other, but again, he's he's fantastic. I I, I, I I can't say he's bad at this. No, I mean, and, that, and that's the beauty. Movies are subjective, you know, or you know what I mean, or they're objective, I should say. No, that's not subjective. No, right. subjective. I was right. right. Sub, subjective. Yeah. So like, what I take out and you take out are completely two different things could be could not be, but. We have the same base. We look at our twenty. Um, you know, we, we say the same things, the same themes yeah. are appearing in our in our list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's just it's just one that sticks with you, and I just think it's it's above the rest, man, for me. Absolutely. Well, that's gonna do it for us here today, uh, Russell. I plug before we head out. Yeah, Notorious by Chance on Facebook is where you guys can find us. We're back for the year. Uh, we just had a little bit of a hiatus because we want to get caught up for some stuff. Because you know these movies for the best of, like you can't. You can't just do it on January first because there's some other there's so many other movies. There's so that many things released. like don't come out in time, and that's the thing. It sucks. Like yeah, like December will have movies, but they're like like they're playing in like three theaters across the United States. You know what I mean? We obviously don't travel to these different cities to go see these films, but we wanted to make sure we got our hands on the best of the best or as much as we possibly could. So yeah, you guys can find us there, and you guys can also check us out where we're putting on new content on our YouTube channel, Notorious by Chance. Yes, yes, uh, we are doing live streams on YouTube every single week. Uh, come and find us there. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Chance Sports underscore ninety one. Check out our, the other show we do on our channel, uh, Less I Strong, so we come and talk about football, football every week. And uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for us here. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you next week for our very first review of the year. I'm not gonna lie, Russell, I'm scared. You're very given, scared. Given if, given if, everything about this movie, I'm scared. I mean, it wouldn't be our first review of the year if it wasn't something atrocious. Yep. We'll see you then.